It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partner and fellow CFP, Kevin Corhorn. What's the most popular age to retire and what are the current retirement trends and are you on track to retire by then? What process could you use to find that out? That and more coming up on this episode of The Wise Money Show. And we're missing Josh. We are yes. missing Josh. He's he's on a little vacation today. That's okay. We will do our very best. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to channel our inner Josh Gregory and talk about this concept of when do people plan on retiring and when do people actually retire. We've got the study. If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. But most engagement comes on social media. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Just search the Wise Money Show. Engage with us there. Okay, Kevin, I know you've looked at the data. We were just talking about it. Yep. Okay, but just... You just keep your financial planner experience hat on, mm-hmm. and you know what? To twenty-seven years mm-hmm. of experience, let's we can round up to thirty. Round up to thirty. What's your hunch? Are people working? What's the trend? Are people working longer or retiring earlier? What's your sense? My sense is people are working longer. My sense is people will need to continue to work longer for a variety of reasons that we'll get into. But I, I think about this in my own personal story. So I, right out of high school, I went in the Army, and then I uh, went to college, and I started my career at 25. And I started my career was as a financial planner. And I thought, well, if I'm creating financial plans for my clients, I should have my own financial plan. So I was working with my wife, and I said, well, what what should our financial goals be? And, and so we said, okay, well, let's have a goal of being retired at age 50. So I created a, a plan. How old are you? I'm 53. Okay. So still in the harness here, Mike. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 we created a plan, and I looked at the numbers and what I would need to do to put us in a position to retire at 50, and I thought, well, that is, that's, that's just not even possible. But I had that plan, and then as Lori and I got working and we're working hard, and we uh, eventually got to a point where we said, hey, we can be – ready to retire at 50. And I looked at that and I thought, well, at 50, I still have three youngsters in the nest. Mm-hmm. Like what what would I do if I retired at 50? And and a lot of things and then I had these amazing business partners that I love doing life and business with and I said, why would I I've I've been working my whole career to get something to work here. Why would I want to walk away from that at 50? So when I had thought and hoped and planned to retire has completely changed. And I look at that from my own self and I think, all right, well, it's quite possible that I work until 70. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I could work till 60. I could work till 70. Um, 
there are a lot of factors that go into that, not just for me, but for other folks. Yep. But my sense is that people are working longer. And one of my one of my kind of my favorite guys in all of finance, his name is Rick Edelman, a very famous guy. He actually uh, made some news here because he um, finally hopped out of the plane with the parachute on, and he's out and he's um, leaving his this empire that he's built in the hands of the venture capitalists. So <laughs> not not the storybook ending I'm sure his business partners dreamed of. And you know what? And he was actually fairly vocal about that not being a really great path anyway uh, throughout his career. And then he ended up doing that. And so um, I my sense is also so so Lindsay Frick is uh, is our marketing administrator. She helps with all sorts of production with the show and everything all behind the scenes. And she was asking before we turned on the uh, before we started recording. Hey, do you think with the pandemic, the trend is going to start being that people retire sooner? I don't think so. I think we might have a little blip where people retire. But I think it's transitory. I think there might be a little blip where more people retired last year or this year because they saw their assets uh, values go you know sky high and their um, their work environment enjoyment go record low, you know, th- going through the roof with all frustrated customers and mm-hmm. supply chain issues and safety concerns and, you know, mandates you know, lack, lack of freedom. Right. And so, so I think we might have a blip, but ultimately it's a preparation and purpose. And I do think that trend is probably going longer. I want to get to the surveys, but, but it looks like mm-hmm. you had some. Well, you know, Lindsay had a great question is, well, Hey, do you think there are more people that are retiring earlier because of the coronavirus? And you think, well, what is it that would cause someone to retire earlier? Because if I, said, well, the, the coronavirus is causing people to retire earlier. That might suggest that they're retiring before earlier than they had planned on retiring. That would suggest that there's a, a sacrifice in retirement that they hadn't planned on making. And so this is where it's interesting. Um, I, th- I do think about that. I think about the careers of some folks. I think during the coronavirus, if I was a restaurant owner, I think it would have been incredibly stressful if I owned a theater. Um, it would have been stressful in spades. If I was a teacher? If I was a teacher, for sure, a pharmacist, because they're they're dealing with the implementation of what the doctors are saying. And, and um, mm. I know some pharmacists. It, it wasn't uh, – the pharmacy was not a, a great place to be. Um, and so there there are some careers that, that were especially impacted uh, adversely because of the coronavirus. But my experience is these folks that that said, "Hey, I, I'm 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 going to tap out. I cannot take this anymore." If they if they are still in the game, they 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 couldn't walk away completely. And what they found is they found a different format or a different way to make the contribution that they were making at work because they weren't quite yet ready. To yeah. be done, mm-hmm. but they were ready to be done where they were. So there's an offset. There's a trade-off. We talk about this all the time when we're doing proactive planning, and I'm I'm quite certain that 30 years ago, as any of these folks have who have decided to retire sooner, they didn't think when they first sat down with their CFP 30 years ago, 20 years ago, to build their re- first retirement projection. 
I think I'm going to retire a couple years earlier because the coronavirus is going to make everything weird. No one was thinking that during the tech bubble. No one was thinking that in the late 90s. No one was thinking that even two years ago, right? And then all of a sudden it's thrust on you. What does the survey say? In the show notes here, if you're watching on YouTube and if you're just listening on the radio, I'd encourage you, go to YouTube channel and check out the description here. There's two surveys in here. One, thank you to John Cesar. Uh, on July 4th of this year, published an article, The Average Retirement Age in Every State. And when's the last time you've been thankful that you live in the Midwest? Just about every day, every morning, right? But I'll t- <laughs> we're going to walk through this article here. But then even more importantly, and actually delivers different, um, uh, different information, is a poll that our very own Josh Gregory cites often, and it's a poll from Gallup. And I would actually... Gallup that one uh, uh, higher and more important than the other one because Gallup is a research organization. Now they say that on average, people are planning to retire later. They're planning to work longer. Right now, the average person predicts and expects that they're going to retire at age 66, right in line with Social Security. No coincidence there. But the average age that people actually retire, 61 that is an enormous gap. Now, why do people actually retire earlier than they expected? Coronavirus, I mean, that's a wild card, right? But health reasons of themselves or a family member, job shutdown, shared a story last weekend about that. So we're going to break that down and help you prepare for whatever. That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What's the most popular age to retire? I, you know, like, like Kevin, I also thought I was going to retire early. I'll explain that in just a second. But whether you want to work long or retire early, how can you plan? And what's the data suggest? We're helping you with that. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. If you've missed anything, be sure to stay up to date on the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, and subscribe to it there. Okay, so I, you know, I have this, this idea that part of the American dream is that each generation has it a little bit better. And yeah, there's all sorts of problems in the world, but there's been certainly a lot of objective research that shows things are actually getting better. Overall, they are getting better despite all the negativity that you that you might hear or see. And so if that's the case, how does that translate to finances? If my parents retired at 62 or 64 or 65, certainly every generation should have it a little bit better. Therefore, I should be able to retire at 59 or I should be able to retire in my 50s. That's not actually true with finances. If if each generation has things a little bit better, that's in standard of living, not in year of retirement, okay? Your parents weren't able to look up the weather on a computer that's in their pocket. Your parents weren't able to ask, you know, Alexa a question and get an answer immediately or turn the lights on with their voice. You know, they weren't able to cook a pot roast in the microwave, 
They know you shouldn't, you shouldn't do. They that. know what a tape recorder is, and they know what tapes are. Instead of having the the memo function on your phone, so it's very common that we have folks come into the office and do exactly what Kevin said, or exactly what I thought as well. It's like, well, when do you want to retire? Ah, oh, fifty five. I'd love to be done early. And then you realize the sacrifice needed, and you've just got to absolutely thread the needle. We'll come back to that. What do the what what do the surveys say now? There's an article in here that's in the show notes on YouTube. Average age of retirement in every state. Kevin, let's let's dive into that. Well, I and in in looking at that study, I found it interesting. Now, of course, the 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 states that we're most interested in are Michigan and Indiana because that's where we live. And in Michigan, the average retirement age is 62. The annual cost of a comfortable retirement is 51,000 and the retirement savings needed to pull that off is 924,000. I I just hate those averages though. I like the age, but my goodness, I had someone log into their 401k. They had, they had retired or no, they hadn't retired. They had transition jobs. And so we logged into the old 401k to roll it to her IRA. And it said, right there on, uh, I mean, really vivid, right? When you log in, you have a 33% chance of being able to retire. And she scoffed at that. She she actually pointed out, of course, I see that. And, you know, Kevin, there's all sorts of restrictions on things that we can say or allowed to say and all that sort of stuff. And yet that misinformation mm-hmm. can be posted out there and, and create a, a false sense of, of security or a false sense of alarm. Mm-hmm. They, those things are absolute garbage. Okay. So I would tell you, as you hear Kevin say, average cost of living for a comfortable retirement in this state and how much you need to save up is uh, absolutely useless. Yeah, it's 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 worth the paper that it's printed on. So I I would I would throw that out because no that that may be the average, but nobody is average. Yeah, right. So in Indiana, the age is uh, is sixty three, and the the numbers are just about the same fifty thousand for a comfortable retirement and retirement savings needed 861. Now this is interesting though, because if you look, again, when people retire, there's the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go years. So I'm retiring and I'm traveling all over doing the Alaskan cruise, um, uh, doing going to see the rest of the 50 states that I haven't seen already, doing all this stuff, and I'm, I'm spending a good amount of money. Living on 50 grand a year, again, that's the average, no one lives on 50 grand a year. When you're in the go-go years, you want to spend considerably more than that. Mm-hmm. And even, even people in the slow-go years have to have a pretty tight budget to be able to spend only 50 grand. And you say, well, it, really? Yeah, because if you just start adding up your costs, and I won't do that now, but yeah, it's, it's very quickly $50,000 is spent. And then you say the no-go years, well, in the no-go years, you have people that really aren't doing anything, and they're saving money even from their Social Security check. Yep. So 50000 wouldn't apply to them either. A couple interesting things here in the study. I mean, um, folks in, in very dense populated areas, it seems as though they're working longer. So New York, District of Columbia, uh, Connecticut, their average... Uh, average age of retirement is 
65, 66, even 67. Hawaii, average age, 66. But here's why I'm bringing that up. It's because the cost of living in those areas is higher, and therefore you need to save more up, and it might take you more years to accumulate that. Because to me, uh, if I'm living in Hawaii, I would love to retire sooner <laughs> and just enjoy some more free time. But right here, the average age of retirement in Hawaii is 66 because you need $1.7 million to save up uh, in order to have a comfortable retirement. And again, I would say that comfort isn't an, I mean, that's, that's not realistic for most people. Right. And, so. Well, and as we said, in the Midwest, it, you can you can get by if you want to be average in retirement on 50000 In Hawaii, it takes 120000 to be average. Yeah. So it's, it's just a lot more expensive to live. So this is interesting. And by the way, if you're into, I mean, if you love the United States of America, I mean, go to this article and look at these pictures. Just beautiful. Yeah. I have not seen yeah. enough of the U.S. Um, but I'm, let me turn our attention to what I would say a more um, scientific study. And one that I'd probably trust a little bit more. That article about the average age that people retire in, in the various 50 states, they averaged it all out and said 64. I don't know. I don't know their source. I, I, the, the source was Newsmax or Money News or something like that. I don't, it's not a credible source to me. However, I was on Dave Ramsey's website, and they cite a poll from Gallup. Now, this poll from Gallup was done in 2018, and very interesting trends here. The average age people expect to retire has gone from age 60 in the late 90s or mid-90s up to age 66 right now. But the actual age that people retire has trended from 59, 50, well, 57 in the early 90s, up to age 61. So people are expecting to work longer and they're working a little bit longer, but still, on average, retiring well before they planned. Yeah, that that is the 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 thing that I actually wouldn't have really believed that until yeah. I saw the study. Well, just between us, because Josh isn't here. Yeah, Josh cites this article all the time. I've never really believed him because empirically, I don't know if I if I if I've seen that happen pervasively for absolutely so anecdotally the, the the experience that i have most of the folks that we work with um in our we worked with with a little bit of a skewed segment of the population they are good at what they do they like working they've uh goal oriented they've accumulated they a lot of folks are like yeah i'm, I'm good I'll, I'll keep going yeah so this is that's the that's the thing a lot of the folks that we work with want to uh keep it going that that the you know the, the the stats don't prove that out. In fact, I would I would tell you my experience is, lines more up with uh, more so up with the um, the previous article. I would mm-hmm. say it's the average eh, 63, 64, somewhere in that range. Now, therefore, what should you plan for? Should you plan for a specific date? How do you plan appropriately for an age to retire? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What age do you want to retire? And, and But more specifically, best practice, as you're working with your certified financial planner, who's doing comprehensive financial planning, do you put in, I want to retire at this age, specific age, or a range? And how do you stress test that? 
We're helping you with it right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. No Josh Gregory today. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Then all over social media, just search the Wise Money Show. Friend of mine who's a big fan of the Wise Money Show as well. Uh, we've been planning on oh retirement and it's a saver. This saver works hard. Oh, and probably, I mean, you would call him genius level for sure. The way his brain operates, there's no question. And uh, I don't know, I'll probably retire at 66, 67. We te- we tested everything, and um, the earliest age that we tested was 59, 59 and a half, I think it was. We had looked at one at age 56 and a half, but that was a little, uh, that was a little facetious. And there's a chance he retires at age 54 because of some job change circumstances. So how do you plan? If the expected age of retirement on average is 66, but the actual age of retirement on average is 61, how do you plan, Kevin? Like, How, how can someone determine what, whether they're on track to retire, when they can retire, what they need to be doing to retire safely. Well, it's interesting, Mike, that you said, you know, your friend was looking at age 59 and 66, and it's possible that he retires at 54. When you think about this, if he's retiring at 54, he's probably worked 30, maybe 32 years of his life. He's, it's quite possible that he'll be retired longer than he worked if he retires at 54. And I can tell you this, retiring at 54, does the, the, the preparation for that does not start at 50. Oh, um, so you are, to, to really be able to land the plane at 54, you either need a, a pretty significant financial life event uh, in your favor or you have better be planning from day one. Day- hard, I mean, in this case, hard work and lo- and lots of sacrifice. Yeah, to have that freedom, that flexibility. So I, the thing that I love about how we help people is we help people by doing financial planning in the six areas of financial planning. And so, as I, I reflect back, even this past week, the folks that I've I've met with. You say, well, it's so as you get closer to retirement, the most important thing is my retirement plan and that area of of my uh, financial life. But it really isn't the the one of the most direct impacts on retirement planning, which is one of the six areas, is your present financial position. So how, what does your balance sheet look like and what does your income statement look like and how have you tamed the spending beast mm. and how have you tamed the debt monster? So those are both important, but then you work your way around. If I'm retiring at 54, I better have protection planning dialed in and be able to live on a decent amount of income without showing a lot of income so that I can get an Affordable Care Act plan and have it be extra affordable. Yeah. And then you say, well, that that's going to affect my tax situation. And so it, it really, you really want to have an integrated financial life. You do not want to ma- be making these decisions in a vacuum. I, the only thing I change about what you s- said, Kevin, is you really want to have, I, is, I, to me, it's not a desire. You would have to. You, you, if, if, that, if, if you want to have that sort of financial freedom and flexibility, you, you have to have that plan. So speaking of the plan, there's five factors that 
are interrelated as it relates to your ability to retire. Now, don't be confused with the six areas of financial planning, okay, that Kevin was just sharing. Present financial position, protection planning, tax planning, investment planning, retirement planning is the fifth one, and then estate planning. You've got to consider how all of those areas fit together when you're making financial decisions like retiring, okay? But housed within retirement planning, how we sort of align all those variables and those choices is looking at five different factors called our five-factor retirement plan. Age at which you think you're going to retire, that's the first one, age, but it's not just age at which you think you're going to retire, it's also life expectancy and, and so on. So that's obviously the focus of today. You would, best practice, I would say, work with your CFP to say, hey, here's the age that I want to retire at, but then stress test it to see, well, what if I have to retire a couple years earlier? What, how does that impact my plan? So we'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. Age is the first one. Second is your spending or your lifestyle. Kevin, did you call this one the beast or the monster? Yes. Yeah. And to me, of of these five factors, if one is more important than the others, like your children, then it's spending, right? Because I've seen people retire with uh, very little assets saved up and be just fine. I've seen people retire with millions of dollars and not be fine. So it really influences spending. So that includes health insurance and inflation, all sorts of things you've got to assume there. Third is income. How will you draw Social Security? One of the biggest financial choices of your life. Do you have a pension? Will you have part-time income? Do you have rental real estate income? What are your income sources and in planning that out? Fourth is what everyone thinks about, and that is your nest egg. How much investments do you have saved up? And how much are you saving? That's the fourth factor. And then the fifth is how much risk are you willing to take, especially right now. If you say, I don't want to take any risk. The investment world is scary. Well, you're going to get zero return. And I'm not. we're not saying that that's bad or you should feel bad about about making that choice it's just if you make that choice it's going to impact the other factors you're going to have to work longer spend less have more retirement income save up more and so it's those five factors you make a decision in one area it's going to influence the others so let's go back to age yeah when i think of age it makes me think of my some of my favorite clients the folks that are are really enjoyable to work with are the ones that have the most reasonable expectations. And so when when I'm meeting with a new client and they walk in and they say, hey, I've done some preparation, but I know I'm going to have to work till 70. If, you, if you're willing to accept that, now our survey says if you think you're going to work till 70, you're probably going to be retired by the time you're 65. Yep. But that gives you, and and I was I was referring to Rick Edelman a little bit earlier. He he wrote a book that is is one of my favorite all time books on finance. It's called The Truth About Your Future: the Your the Money Guide You Need Now, Later, and Much Later. But in that book, he talks about how technology is going to change things such that we will live much longer. And he suggests that people instead of working till seventy, people are going to work till they're eighty five. And technology will help you with your health and keep you healthier longer. But you'll have three to four distinctly different and separate careers because technology will obsolete uh, careers so quickly. And so 
you know, thinking about working till 85, um, I don't know, 85, 85 used to seem old, but you know, then my dad turned 80 and I'm like, I don't know, 80, I don't know. It seems kind of young. Um, and the older I get, the younger it seems. So, so I do, when I think about the age, I do, it, it is easier to work with someone who says, Hey, I'm, I, I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to work till 70 because then you can prepare in the event that you need to be done sooner, yeah, you can you can really put some foundational stuff in, so that if the if the health event for you, if the health event for your spouse, if the um, job change, the job uh, you know disruption, like Rick Edelman is talking about. Yeah, I mean, know. just go on down the line. What are those things that would cause you to have to be done sooner? You're ready. And so much of financial planning is about having options Mm -hmm. and being flexible because, yes, we have a lot of choice, but then we have to react oftentimes to to circumstances outside of of our control. Retirement certainly needs to be, your retirement plan needs to be nimble. All right, we're going to break this down a little bit more and, and help you figure out how to ensure you're on track for retirement. That more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. How do you how do you manage a certain retirement, plan for a certain retirement in the face of all of the uncertainty? The certainty of uncertainty. Oh, that's that's where the wisdom of your certified financial planner really pays off in spades. So we're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen. Go to search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, rate the show as well. That feedback, we appreciate that. So rate the show as well. So we're talking about retirement and a couple studies. Someone came out with an article recently that broke down the average age of retirement in each state. I'd encourage you to check it out. It's in the show notes of the YouTube channel. Check it out and see what it says. Midwest tend to retire in your early 60s, um, more dense populated areas, higher cost of living areas, 65, 66, 67 even. But then uh, there's a study by Gallup that says, People expect to retire at 66. They actually retire at 61. When you're building out your five-factor retirement plan with your certified financial planner, it's totally, I would want you to have an age that you would hope to be done working. And I agree with Kevin. It's it's much nicer when someone says, I'm probably going to work till 67, right? I'm probably going to work till 68. I'm probably going to work till 70. Then you've got a lot of flexibility there, Okay. Um, so, but then it would be, it'd be important that once you build out the rest of the, the, of the five factors and you build that plan and you see how confident you are that that plan works, once you stress test it, then apply a, a, an adjustment to it and see, well, what if I was planning to retire at 67? What if for a certain reason I have to retire at 64? What does that look like now? What trade-offs would I need to make? Could I, would I have to save more now? And then you could say, well, that might be worth it to have that flexibility just in case. 
Would I have to tighten the budget and spend less? Would we need to take more investment risk? What would it, what would it be? What would it entail? But it's not just age, even though that's been the focus today. Met with some folks yesterday who, um, in the, he's in the RV business mm-hmm. in, and um, works really hard. It makes good money. Well, he made a job change about mm, seven, eight years ago. And with the promise that you'll make the same or more. And I don't know the circumstances. Let's just say he did, it did not work out that way. And, and their family had to basically figure out how to live on next to nothing for a while because then he left the job and, and so he was out of work. And so they've resolved themselves to live on as little as possible. And now this family of four, they live on three grand a month. That includes the mortgage. Guys, that's a, that's a tall order. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. So as we're building out the retirement plan, I'll just tell you, they've, they've had to, um, they, they took that low lifestyle now that he's, he got a different job. They spend very little and they've used the excess to pay off all the debt that they had accumulated um, and build up an emergency fund, but an emergency fund uh, you know, on, on steroids, if you will. So there's about, it's a six figure emergency fund because they just went through some pain and they're sacrificing to, to, you know, protect against that. Now we got to focus on how much to save. And if I build a retirement plan showing that they're just going to spend three grand, they're in great shape, great shape. But the very first stress test I did was, eh, let's see if you spend four grand because that, uh, that wartime mentality, mm-hmm. um, is something that could wear off over time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to build a retirement plan that assumes you have to spend three grand a month when as you get there, you say, you know what? We have a little more time on our hands. We'd like to spend a little bit more money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I would toggle each of those five factors to see, well, what's the range of right uh, of, of possible uh, realities and see what that tells you. Yeah, I think... Um, and the thing that I like about doing that, again, the planning process, if we're doing this in advance, spending is one of the five factors of retirement. If you can dial in what you think your spending is going to be, I like the trial run. The, the, your, if you've got that done five years before retirement and you say, hey, my retirement lifestyle is going to be 8000 a month, then I would say, okay, let's have you live on 8000 a month for the next five years because you're living on 15,000 a month right now. Yeah. So yeah. that that's where it, it is. It's, it's easy to sit in a meeting and, and plan, but the, but actually doing the work and, and living that out, that's a little bit of a challenge. So, so you've got to construct this five-factor retirement plan. Now, this is very different than the little retirement thermometer or whatever you get when you log into your 401k or when you look at your statement because those are completely generic. They have no details about your financial life. I shared earlier that uh, a, a friend of mine logged in and it said she had a 33% chance of being able to retire by 67 when in fact we've done the planning work and she's got a 90% chance of being able to retire at age 60, okay? So those things are absolute garbage. But um, but they're garbage on both sides because she had a 30% chance of being able to retire 
at 67, and we've seen people that walk in with a 100% chance of being able to retire at 60, and it wasn't even close. Right, right. So you need to build out this thorough five-factor retirement plan. But then you need to – so, so Kevin, at what age would you say someone should first build that? And then, and then how often do you revisit it? Yeah, well, so I, I personally am a little bit nerdy. So I say I, I want to know when I'm 25 what I should be saving for retirement, knowing that the only thing that you know for sure about your financial goals is that they will change. So I know a lot more – today than I knew at 25. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and a lot of things have changed in our lives, in our financial life and other things. So our, our goals have changed, but I would, I would create, so your, your, again, if you're working with a financial advisor, make sure you're working with someone who's certified because their job is not to create a plan for you. Their job is to update the plan for you as your life changes. And so this is where I I love getting started early because it was motivating to me as a little bit of a financial nerd and you know I I I have a degree in finance but I would sit there with my present value calculator and I'd say okay I have $100 if I grow this $100 till I'm 65 it's worth you know $1500 if if I spend it today it's worth 100 so I need to save it yeah. for retirement. Yeah. And so for me, I found those types of things motivating and and really educating myself and learning. So I would say it's never too early to have a retirement projection. And if you say, hey, that's just not possible for whatever reason, that's fine. Um, set a goal of improving one of your financial skills. Because I look at this and I say, if there's anything that we need right now in our country, it's financial literacy and financial skills, especially if there's someone in your life that might be older than you and might die before you and might leave a chunk of money for you. Mm-hmm. Unearned money is the hardest. It, it goes like sand through your fingers. It's, it's very tricky to manage and you need skill and character to do it. And so even if you say, hey, I'm not going through the formal process of building out and developing a retirement plan, then pick a, pick a financial skill that you need to work on and master that one. Be working towards mastery level of these various financial skills. If you need the motivation of a of a full five-factor plan in your 20s, I'm not going to argue with you. I think habits are more important at that stage than what that projection is going to what the what the end result for sure will be, right? Yep. Kevin, you've shared a story of a friend of yours that um way back when they fir- when they built their first retirement plan, they expected to live on 36 grand a year and now they make that each month. And right, more than that each month. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, so actually the the actual numbers were $30,000. Okay. They're going to live on 30000 a year, and they make multiples of that. And so you say, okay, well, was that a bad plan? No, it's a great plan. It's just life changed. And yeah. that's where – so habits are more important, being proactive, making sure that you've got a solid financial foundation and then that you're saving the right amount. But then to me, if you haven't built out a five-factor retirement plan, 
um, by the time you're in your early to mid forties, then, then get that, you know, cause it, that's time it's time. And you still have, because you still have time on your side, 25 years, maybe 30 years to prepare, but you're close enough. And you've gone through enough life experience to say, I can get a little bit more precise and accurate in my assumptions, my variables. And then I would update it every year. I really would yeah. because in 2008 and nine, Kevin, we've talked about this a lot. It was so powerful. People would come in and say, and we felt awful. Like that was just terrible. It was, it was just an awful time. Yeah. Um, and yet people would come in and say, you know, I guess that retirement goal is out the window. And we would go through these five factors and say, well, that investment asset, the, the fourth factor that is lower than what we originally planned on right now when we update it. But you wanted to retire at 62. If we change the age to 64, you're still right on track. You wanted to spend five grand a month. If you spend 4,500 a month, you're still right on track. We were able to show them, even in the darkest time financially, a, a, we were able to adjust or make some trade-offs to show a plan that still worked. And that, that created confidence. Now, thankfully, things bounced back from in 2008. They bounced back pretty quickly, a couple of years. Not necessarily 2020 fast, but they bounced back quickly. So those plans that were adapted didn't really have to turn out that way. But having that clarity and being able to update, okay, am I still on track? Am I still on track? Am I still on track? Informs decision making. And that's the power in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the, the power again is even, even with our retired clients, I remember towards the end of 2008 talking to folks and they're like, well, what should we do? And we said, well, you're, you know, you go to Florida every spring. Do you, have you put your deposit down? No, I haven't. Well, you might want to stay up here. Yes, yeah. this, this. So there are levers and adjustments that you can make, but this is why it helps to have someone who is unemotional about your financial life to help you make your financial decisions. Because if you say, hey, I want, what's the recipe for making bad financial decisions? Just take whatever decision and add emotion. <laughs> and, it, and, and it is likely you're going to make a bad one. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I hope that helps you retire. The big idea, work with a certified financial planner who's doing comprehensive financial planning. Get that five-factor retirement plan in place. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn and myself and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.